everyone, and welcome to Cinematic Schematic, the official podcast of the Cinematropolis.com, your home to thoughtful conversations on film, and this year's official podcast media partner for the Dead Center 2021 Film Festival. Now, today's topic, between out-of-state projects like Killers of the Flower Moon, the Academy Award-winning Minari, the upcoming Reagan and Stillwater, and also other homegrown projects like Mickey Reese's Agnes or Kyle Kawasaki Harris's Out of Exile, Oklahoma seems to be in the middle of a boom in film productions. And thanks to the increasing tax incentives, the availability of new production resources, and also top-notch talent that's uh, emerging here in the state, both behind and in front of the cameras, Oklahoma continues to carve out its place as one of the top states in the country for making film and television. So in today's exclusive Dead Center 2021 conversation, we're joined by an incredible panel of leaders working in the Oklahoma film industry to talk with us about what's driving the exciting momentum and increased film and TV productions in our state. So what all can you expect? Well, we're going to hit on what's been driving the recent growth in the film and TV projects here in Oklahoma. We'll also talk about unique key traits that make Oklahoma an ideal place to make a movie or a TV show. Uh, and then we'll also hit on insights into what the future of the industry here could hold. Uh, so without further ado, let's welcome our amazing panel of very special guests. First off, we're going to start with uh, Tava Sosky, the director of the Oklahoma Film and Music Office. Tava, welcome to the Cinematic Schematic. Thank you for having me, Caleb. It's good to be here. Happy Dead Center Week. Oh, fantastic. Mm -hmm. Happy Dead Center Week, indeed. We're also very excited to be joined by Melody Garneau, the president of Green Pasture Studio. Melody, welcome to Cinematic Schematic. Hello, and thank you for having me. I'm I'm really, I, I hope I live up to uh, Amy, who was going to be here. So uh, hopefully I'm be just as good. Uh, well, your sense of humor so far has proven that you're, you're going to be a great stand-in. Well, uh, yeah, uh, thank you. I, I think I appreciate that. We're also thrilled to be joined by Cassie Gann. She's a production coordinator on Mickey Reese's Agnes and a producer on the upcoming films Country Gold and Chicken House. Cassie, welcome to the Cinematic Schematic. Thank you, Caleb. I'm very happy to be here. All right. Well, Tava, I actually want to kick it to you to start today's conversation uh, okay. because we've seen it's it's been a tremendous couple of years here in the, the the state of Oklahoma when it comes to film and television productions. So, from your perspective over at the Oklahoma Film and Music Office, what would you say have been the key factors that have led to the successful growth that we've been been seeing over the last say eighteen to twenty four months? You know, it, it's it, of course it's a culmination of a sequence of events, of course. But um, I mean, Oklahoma stands out in the center of in the dead center of the U.S. Ah. Um, you know, <laughs> um, one reason just because of our unique and very diverse locations, which I think we'll talk about later. Um, you know, our our office, but also paired with just so many um, industry leaders and industry partners and community partners. And I'm going to pick on Melody here. Um, it's kind of Yay. ironic that we're here together, but you know, it's ultimately over the years, what's been happening is when, when like we're doing certain work as the film commission and we're hitting the pavement and, and telling everyone how awesome our state is and telling the legislators how wonderful the program is and how it is creating jobs and all of these things. But I, I just have to say, I mean, in, in going back several years to probably 2015, 2016, this young woman here, Melody Garneau, called me up one time and she said, Ooh, young, yeah, she said, I know that you've just done a research trip um, 
in to Georgia and you've, 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 you've gone and you've studied. And um, by the way, the Georgia film commission and just the state has been incredibly generous to, to us. Um, and, you know, they opened every door for us to go inside and look and see the potential that Oklahoma had because we didn't have sound stages back then. And so we had we had an incentive program that was growing. So that was helping lure some business here, helping retain some of our talent like Cass here and helping our vendors kind of get their their, you know, their legs under them. But ultimately, when people like Melody would say, can I bring my state representative to, to Georgia? Can you help us open those doors? And so that started, I mean, 2015, 16 was when we were trying to recruit a massive TV series that we were just a little too premature. We weren't quite ready for them, uh, American Gods. And we got them for, you know, five filming days out of a hundred day schedule. Um, they, they came, they stopped production and mid production from Canada and came here. And so we had, you know, small successes over the years, right. That just kind of kept building and building and then really opening some of our state legislature's minds back in what, 2017, 18, um, and, and helping them again, see the infrastructure outside of the state that could be here. It started the wheels just turning in a different way that I can't really explain, Again, it's one thing for for me and for our office to kind of preach these sermons, but when they hear it from private sector, it really means something different. I mean, they're 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 our constituents, right? And um, and so we've just seen that again uh, happen this legislative session with um, you know two years ago we doubled the cap from four to eight million, and then as we know as as everyone knows we've doubled we've tripled more than tripled it from 8 million to 30 million. But again, it was, it, it was, I mean, we're not in any advocacy type role. We're just here to serve and administer the program as best we can and, you know, help connect all the dots to, to make everything happen. But it was private sector. And um, there were so many wonderful industry um, stakeholders that came together and said, we want something great. And they built something incredibly genius that I'm already so excited to market and like we're already talking to you know producers and studio executives and people in LA so it, it, it's um I, I have to you know contribute the success that we're that we've been seeing and that we're seeing and experiencing today to the collaboration between uh, city and tribal government. We've got the Tulsa Film Office and the Cherokee Nation Film Office who also came into the fold this year to really help advocate. Um, as well as industry professionals. And the, again, the stakeholders, um, you're looking at one right here, and then you've got the Prairie Surf Group um, with Prairie Surf Media downtown Oklahoma City. And then you've also got Castle Row Studios and their post-hero production facility. Um, and, and there's so many others that we could name, but they came together and they worked together and they built a really great program that we get to now um, lure more business and retain more business and, and expand here in the state. Awesome. Yeah. I, I think that's, um, all really important context, um, for our, our listeners and viewers today, because this stuff doesn't happen overnight. It is mm -hmm. years and years of work from, um, hardworking people like yourself and, um, to make it happen. Now, uh, Melody, I want to hone in on a little bit here in, in your role and in the, the role that Green Pastures uh, Studio has sort of been playing. Cause I know, uh, as Tava referenced, that, that there was a point where there was some, um, I would say, either 
I wouldn't say a total lack of resources, but maybe not the resources that would be as attractive uh, to, you know, um, other producers out there. Um, And one of those was a quality soundstage that was big Mm -hmm. enough for larger productions. So can you tell me a little bit here about what has Green Pasture Studio done to really step in and help fill that role? Tava has Bart to to thank for that because uh, we're all persistent or um, annoying could be also a word used for me, I'm sure. With that, the legislators would agree. But the um, w- when we went, uh, Tava referenced the trips to Atlanta and to Los Angeles with different representatives and senators. And, you know, I, I, I got to the place where I, I couldn't take them saying anymore. But do you have to have this three-legged stool? You need the studios, you need the crew or the sound stages in the crew, and you need the incentive program. So you have to try to work on all those things at once. Um, and so from the time Tava was looking for something from American Gods and, and until last year, when we finally found a spot that we could open up, um, it's been a slog to get through that and, and find the right place and all of that stuff. Now, and we were very fortunate, we found a, a very good location that already had a uh, a, a part of the building, which was a gym, a, a basketball court, and um, but it was built with you know one foot thick walls and ceiling and high ceiling, so that we were very fortunate in that regard. And then we put you know we did all the stuff to it, the the sound stage equipment and the um, um, sound suppression and stuff like that. So that gave us the opportunity to bring in the um, classes for our Oklahoma Film and Television Academy because. The other part of that stool was the uh, crew. So um, we have, you know, we've been building and, and building standing sets so that we have like five or six standing sets for any production. So they don't have to move locations. We have the first sound stage, So it's, and it's the first uh, absolutely totally uh, ready um, soundproofed and all of that, uh, that uh, is working for the state. Of course, there are more prairie surfs coming up. Tulsa's building the Cherokee Nations building, but um, we are get busy. We're getting calls all the time now. I kind of just, Tava, I, th- I thought this would be interesting to you. Just today I was talking to someone or they were asking about, you know, well, what is the, what does the incentive package look like? And, and uh, are there movies waiting to come in? Because we've had a lot of calls. And I said, well, I sort of liken it to, um, so it's like the, it's like the land run all over again. Like all these movies were waiting on the edges for the, the legislators to make their move. And then they passed the package and now they're all going to sort of, okay, get out of the way. I was here first kind of thing and see who can get the money first. So um, we're ready for them. We've been, we've had three, two, three productions today, all at the same time. So every corner of these places has been full and, Yesterday, I did a tour with our bankers so that we could expand. And it's so, you know, we're, we're getting a lot of calls. So that's, um, and we want to make things bigger all the time. We have so many opportunities, Oklahoma, thanks to uh, hard work of uh, people like Tava and the talents of their Cassie. I, my talent is I'm just annoying to people. And I, they just do it eventually because they don't want to hear from me anymore. <laughs> so it works. Yeah. It works yeah. for me. I'm okay with that. Hey, I mean, I want a persistence plaque on on my wall too. I mean, I, I that's the only way you get anything done. And Absolutely. so, yeah, exactly. If once you don't succeed, you just keep trying, and that's eventually right. they'll cave. That's yeah, right. that's right. <laughs> Doctor Seuss. 
<laughs> it sounds like a Dr. Seuss it does, quote. It does. <laughs> well, we'll check the quote on that. Yeah, Dr. Seuss quote of the day. Um, so uh, I, I do want to turn it over to you, Cassie, here. I mean, you've been working really hard in the, the film industry. I should say congratulations on the inclusion of Agnes, uh, both in this year's Dead Center, and, but but the, also the Tribeca Film Festival, having Good its world premiere at Tribeca. Wow. So congratulations. Thank Just you kicked off much. today, right, Tribeca? Yes, and... You can get tickets online at TribecaFilm.com slash at home, um, and you can watch it virtually. Everyone should go watch. Very exciting. So Cassie, as a, an up-and-coming filmmaker here in Oklahoma who's been working really hard for, for a long time, what would you say most excites you about these sort of like these resources that are really growing and developing in addition to what I would say is a really strong sense of community we have amongst a lot of filmmakers here in Oklahoma? I mean, I think what excites me the most is that this is just the beginning for us as a film community. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, we're growing together as a film community and family, as I like to say. Um, you know, we're watching and experiencing our film community grow before us day by day. Um, and I think it's also great, you know, watching, you know, our talented individuals in the film industry make their dreams come true um especially in their home state uh which you know as a child i never thought was possible but uh here we are only up from here well and i think it kind of goes back to again some of the things you were talking about tava and i think it's going to take us in this next question here um i mean you talk about not only are you trying to attract you know talent from out of state but you're really trying to develop and retain the talent, the, the awesome talent that we have here already in the state of Oklahoma. I know Melody over at uh, Green Pasture Studios, that's actually just one of the major programs that has, you know, you, you've worked on. I mean, uh, I believe uh, Amy also started the Oklahoma Film and Television Academy. Can you tell us a little bit more about the the main goals of, of, the, of the academy there and, and sort of what sort of successes you've already seen? Um, sure. So um, one of the things we realized with the studio was, um, if we we had the studio, but we still didn't have any crew, that would not. Uh, we just have a building with nobody in it, and and no more reason to keep people in Oklahoma and keep them from you know going off to where to uh, Atlanta or California. So um, we realized we needed to crew up for things very quickly. And of course, at that time, it was the uh, Killers of the Flower Moon wasn't here yet, but we knew it was coming, and we knew that it was going to take up every single person in the state and then some. So um, the film and TV Academy is, we strictly do crew. We don't, you know, we're not going to teach directing and acting and all of those other things. We're going to teach you, you know, about PA stuff and about being grips and gaffers and all of that, that makes a film, all those people that you need to do it and every job from craft services to whatever. And so we did a short course program so that uh, basically it's sort of like a very short basic training so that you can step onto the film set and not get fired in the next five minutes because you grabbed the wrong thing or talked to the wrong person or you didn't know how to fill out your paperwork so you were going to get paid never or the film was never going to get finished because you didn't turn in your paperwork. So we, we try to teach a basic course that way and tell you that before we even finished our first round of students, we had uh, eight out of ten up of people were already being they were calling us say can you put do you have these guys can we have some pas and so forth so 
we've had more than I think an 80% success rate placement rate so far. Um, and we have graduated. So we've done 10 classes of the basics and um, we've graduated just over 300 people, I think since um, October. And um, as I say, it's over 80%. And that's not just one job. So they've been on more than one film, more than one set, whatever it may be. It may be a commercials. It may be whatever it is. Not necessarily, you know, a $100 million film, but they're getting a lot of experience. And then they, um, so the idea was that we keep people here. We not only get the films here, but we get the people who make the films to stay here. And uh, I, I'm sure that Teva can tell you many, many horrible stories about trying to get um, uh, expatriates back from California and convincing them this is the place to be. And then having to very, very quietly say, and we're having an $8 million, you know, so that they like, oh, yeah, not so much. But so she has more weapons now. But um, that's the idea is to get people to stay here and to give, you know, and the other thing is to keep them um, educated because uh, one of the complaints I heard a lot from people when um, before we got to the place where we could do a school and a studio is that when people come to film here, even if they use the, even if we had some crew that were here, they might not necessarily be up on the latest of technology because, um, you know, unlike us who can really zoom right into Zencaster like nobody's business, but the, uh, um, because they don't have the opportunity to be on those films where they're going to learn the next thing, you know, and it's kind of like iPhones. It's next week, it's a different phone. And so you've got to stay up on it or you're not going to get the, those jobs anyway, even if they, if we had the people. So we try to keep a continuing ed kind of thing going there as well and help people to figure out in the, in the early courses, what's your interest really? Do you want to be in grip? Do you want to be um, in craft services? Are you a chef? Are you a driver? Whatever it is. And uh, try to guide them that way. So those are, and then we help them to get jobs. We're going to help them get at least two sets. And after that, they're either going to sink or swim on their reputation. And, and that's the way it should be. So um, that was the goal for us is to get a community thing going. Does that answer that? I hope. Very eloquently. I think that um, just goes to show that, you know, the, the filmmaking is a viable career. There is a career path. I can get my, I can graduate high school. I can get my associates or bachelors, and then I can go get the training I need. And then you're saying an 80% uh, placement rate. I don't know. That's, that's a lot higher than a lot of different career fields out there right now. So, and not that I want to discourage people from higher education, but that's not a requirement. You know, the film industry doesn't ask you if you, what college did you go to and what's your GPA? They want to know, are you going to show up? and do your job and, and do it well and be here when we need you. And cause it's long hours sometimes, but it's a lot of fun. And, and so, you know, you don't have to say, well, I was going to finish college, but it took me 75 years or whatever. And, and, but you don't have to worry about that. And, and, you know, you still need a job. It doesn't make any difference where, where you went to school or whether you did or not. So it, I'm not discouraging people, please. If you've got a scholarship to Harvard, be my guest. But, um, or give it to me, one or the other, and stay here and do that. I don't care. And like you said, all it takes is a sort of like a high school degree and that the, the right attitude to learn and show up and do the job. I mean, uh, I think I just think that, again, that's tremendous opportunity for those folks who want to just get right into the, the film industry. And Tava, I want to turn it to you. I mean, because Melody really laid it out there. She keeps using the word ammunition and uh, tools and resources. So tell tell us a little bit here. I mean, how does this investment 
and filmmaking education provided by the Oklahoma Film and Television Academy, how does that better attract and support the increasing number of productions that are coming to Oklahoma from out of the state? It kind of goes back to Mel's um, statement earlier about the, the three-legged stool you know, in ultimately, um, the film and music office, we just actually moved from underneath the Department of Tourism to Department of Commerce. And it's interesting because those are the same legs of the stool that, you know, that uh, that other industries, right, whether it's aerospace or oil and gas, or whatever it is. I mean, everyone needs to make sure that they're, I mean, incentives, the, the, the you know, that component, the financial, the bottom line is always important. Um, to spur on industries, et cetera, and, and, and retain them. And then the workforce and the infrastructure, it's all important. But for our industry, um, the workforce, that's one of the, that's probably the second question that I get every day is, you know, the first one being, do you have an incentive and do you have money available? And then the, and the answer is always yes. <laughs> Even if it's three pennies, we've got money. We're not going anywhere. Right. No, um, but in all seriousness, and then the, and how's your crew? How deep are you? How many projects have you had, you know, in recent years? How many are on the slate now to film? Everybody wants to know those numbers, right? Like how many can, how many productions can you accommodate at once? And I, I, I so when I came in, it was like two to three crews deep. You know, lately people have been saying four crews deep. Plus, we've got that expatriate roster. Um, I can also look at the, our production directory has gone has grown like seventeen percent since last September, because we all saw the writing on the wall and we knew that we were hopeful because we're all so persistent to see the, the 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 boost in the incentive and really get that across the finish line that everybody started training. Um, I mean, specifically the Oklahoma Film and Television Academy, there's multiple other programs that are that are that are starting to bud up. Um, and so the Film Education Institute of Oklahoma, I think, has conducted one workshop and there are other another one's coming up in um, Feb in um, July next month. And so those those programs, correct me if I'm wrong, Mel, were literally created because of the demand for content needing to be made in the world and the demand for, for crew and local workforce. It was literally just the the means to that end or the ends to that, you know, it was, it was to, to fulfill that need. And I think they've all done a really fantastic job. And then you've got in the background, I mean, you've got OCCC, Oklahoma City Community College, that program was stood up by, you know, Academy Award-winning Gray Fredrickson, who cared enough about his home state to come back after making, you know, so many successful movies to come back and give back into his community. And um, it's interesting because job placement is really high, and I won't say numbers. I'm on the film advisory board there, and I won't reveal those numbers. But it's it's um, we want people to also graduate from that school because that's where they get that's how they get their funding. Sure. But the job placement ratio, it's the job placement success rate is so high, um, which is a really good sign. Right. That this is an industry. There's jobs. There's people there's places for people to step into today. And um, the thing that I love most about this industry is there is something for everyone. There is literally a job. I haven't found a skill set that doesn't cross over. Um, literally, it could be anything. Um, and I always point people to, we've got a really fantastic, just like a career 
workforce, um, you know, one sheet on our website under the film tab at okfilmmusic.org. I would definitely encourage people to go there. We have a whole dedicated uh, page to getting started to work in film. There's also getting started to work in music because the two industries, you know, or work so well in tandem. But you, if you're just curious, like, I wonder if my skill set could transfer, it will. <laughs> and so it's, it's such a, it's such a great business. It's such a great business to be in. And um, so, yeah, it's been really cool to see all the, the training and the, and all of that going on. The career tech schools are also really taking a hold of this Metro tech and, um, you know, where, where Jacob Snobble has taught down at um, Moore Norman and uh, Meridian Tech's doing some stuff. And I mean, there's a lot of the schools have already been working in this space, but there's more interest around the state. And we would love to, we would love for all, all the universities, OU and OCU and OSU. I mean, everybody who has programs to contact us because we're trying to make sure we've got all the sort of current programs because everyone's coming to us going, where can I be trained? Or, or if I if I am trained, where can I plug in? And Cassie, I actually want to turn to you just here for a moment. Uh, I, I mean, obviously, there's been a, a huge investment in educational resources available. Um, as a filmmaker, especially one that's you know looking to grow in the community, as you, you mentioned earlier, is that exciting to you to have these sorts of educational opportunities available to you? Absolutely. Especially since, you know, I knew I wanted to be in film since I was very little. And hearing you guys talk about like what is available and seeing with my own eyes what's available makes me excited for you know other generations and also for myself because there's never enough knowledge you know you can always grow so i'm definitely excited <laughs> yeah it sounds like there's no shortage of opportunity and again just making it a viable full-time career um uh, yes the future's looking pretty bright uh, speaking of a bright future, I have Tave. I'm going to turn it back to you here for a moment because you've referenced it a couple times. But there was a recent expansion of Oklahoma's tax incentive and rebate program from eight million dollars to thirty million dollars. What does this sort of financial expansion mean for film productions, both homegrown for filmmakers like Cassie, but also from uh, productions outside of Oklahoma in the the months or even the years ahead? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, like I said, people are always interested in incentives and globally, if you don't have an incentive, you won't get the phone calls. And so um, we are just so grateful for this uh, new um, raised cap and increased um, incentive. It is a brand new program. So the the former current program that's called Compete with Canada Act will actually continue its it's it's life until it sunsets in 2027. So by then, all the productions that have utilized that program to date, including Flower Moon, um, you know, there's there's like 50 that are still that have already filmed that or are filming that just need to be paid out. So hurry up and get your paperwork in so we can get you paid. So that program will just continue and it'll just go dormant at the end of its life, right? The brand new program called uh, called Filmed in Oklahoma Act of 2021 uh, ha- offers a, a very competitive uh, percentage, and it is it is very important to know for all of the the young filmmakers out there that are tuning in for Dead Center this this uh, this session is that it is a cash rebate. So, and a lot of states have tax credits. Oklahoma is very unique and I think really kind of, you know, it, we, we're just got that little edge because we're a cash rebate. So what that means is you have to have a minimum of 50 
$5,000 budget. So 5-0 um, with half of that spent in state as uh, that would be deemed qualified, qualified expenditures and, you know, show proof of funding and show your insurance. But you spend X amount in Oklahoma and the state says, thank you for bringing new money into our state. Right. Um, we will rebate you up to 20% baseline on your qualified expenditures. So the qualified expenditures are any Oklahoma taxable transaction, right? Or in money put into an Oklahoma pocket, right? So there's a big list. It's rental car companies. It's uh, local travel agents. It's local CPAs. It's local security companies, police, fire, all the crew, um, the actors, the talent agencies, the um, transportation companies, and, um, you know, all the expenditures, the food, I mean, it, the list goes on, right? So there's a big list of those qualified expenditures. So productions, again, can get 20% cash back. We also um, offer, the state now also offers additional uplifts on uh, add-ons to the baseline. So if you spend a little money over here in rural Oklahoma, you can qualify for an additional percentage. If you spend a little over here at, in sound stages, if you spend some, uh, you stay here and you commit to doing your post-production here, um, which might include, you know, the music score, right? And some of our incredible facilities here around the state. Um, and then uh, we also will incentivize additional uplifts if you're a television series or if you will commit to uh, producing three pictures within a three-year period. So you could produce three in one year or three, you have to, you know, you have to be able to produce that and show all your receipts to get paid out within the three-year uh, term. So there's a lot of different uplifts and, and a production could qualify for up to 38%. So it's a really great competitive program. We're right in there with all of our competitive competitors around in the region and throughout the state, I mean, throughout the country. Um, and then again, we can pay out up to 30 million each year. The program is currently, will currently run through uh, for 10 years through 2031, or, um, you know, it could be modified over the years because I'm sure we're going to utilize the well-structured program and keep it, keep it growing. So that's the program. And we, it goes into effect July 1. We are working hard on the administrative rules behind the scenes, which will be signed by the governor after July 1, and then we'll open up the new queue. And so go to, you can go to our website under the film incentives tab. And if you want notifications about when, what day and what time the, the queue will open, you can punch, just punch in your name and email and we'll add you to the notification list. And that's when the, that's when they fire off the, the starter pistol. Yes. Everybody starts running. That's um, right. The floodgates. Mm -hmm. If I may add just really quickly, we had two events, one in Tulsa on Sunday and one here in Oklahoma City on Monday. I don't know if you got to go, Tava. But yes. um, did you go to the... Oh, I went to Monday. Mm -hmm. Okay. Oklahoma City. Uh, and they were very well attended. And the whole point was to sort of celebrate, you know, the with film people about the incentive program, but also to remind people that, you know, as they, as we learned when they had to cut the budget a couple of years ago and took some money away and then they uh, added some and then you have to, you know, Tava has to do this thing of, of proving why this is a good industry every so often and say why it's growing. Those are things that can go away, but they can also get better. So 
um, no one should um, be complacent about it and say, oh, well, then you don't need me to call anybody or whatever anymore. You know, it, it's great to be to stay informed about it and to um, say, OK, well, this is what's happening and this will be helpful for the film industry and for my industry. So um, people need to keep up on that. So Teva's job is a little easier because we're all trying to do it, too. Well, and I, I want to say, too, I mean, it really sounds like uh, listeners or attendees, I mean, you really want to head on, you want to come July 1, you really want to make sure you keep your eyes on the uh, Oklahoma Film and Music Office website to stay up to date. Um, so great note from Tava there. And one thing, Tava, that you hit on that was most interesting, I mean, I know currently Reservation Dogs, uh, Sterling Harger's project is a FX television sh- series that's being filmed here, but um, just the idea that... Uh, television series are incentivized along multi-picture deals. I mean, is that something, an area that we're interested in getting more hands-on in the television programming? Yes, sir. Absolutely. And and honestly, that was the notion back when um, it was right when I stepped into office, my predecessor, Jill Simpson, had just worked really hard to build this new program. Um, and when, when, when they put the program in place in 2014 for a 10-year renewal, that was the whole notion was to attract and to recruit television. It just, the, the cap wasn't high enough to get the bigger business. And so we've learned, you know, and it takes time evidently. And so um, absolutely, Tele- television <laughs> television is, um, it just, you think about it, you know, I mean, everybody here probably watches television and um, you're, what, what you see is if, it, so we're incentivizing a pilot to come but then we're also incentivizing subsequent seasons, season one up to 14 uh, plus, and it's repeat business. I mean, I know multiple local filmmakers who turned down other really large productions and motion pictures that were filming around the state to commit to working on reservation dogs in the Tulsa area because one, because it was Sterling Harjo and who wouldn't want to work for that, for, for that genius, but also because they knew it was follow, you know, follow on work, right? It was, they knew they, they know they have a job next year. And with FX, I mean, their success rate of getting picked up is like minimum four seasons. So, you know, it's fantastic. So if you think about that, that's one. So we are celebrating, we're celebrating film, um, but the, the, the storytellers during dead center, but television is, is definitely a new sort of um, a new, a new arm, I think, of Oklahoma, uh, our film community. And if we can just line up, which we're really hard, there's a lot of people working on this, line up two or three other ones. I mean, just think about that. It, it, it just, and then there's new, there's, there's a half a dozen other studios that are talking about being built around the state. I mean, it's just, that's what happened in Georgia. It can be done. It's happened in other places and it will happen here. It just, you know, people are catching on. It's kind of like, it's wildfire. It's people just catching on, jumping on the train, and um, and and help us build out the industry statewide. We're excited. Fantastic. Uh, again, it's all thanks to the 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 many years worth of hard work to build that infrastructure, bring the resources in. Um, and, and really get the momentum needed with some of these projects. Uh, now, we're going to start to wind down the conversation here. But Cassie, uh, I actually want to turn it back to you here for a moment because we have talked about a lot of different developments that are happening around the state. Uh, as a, a filmmaker, though, what would you say is most excites you about the, the growth and the projects being developed uh, both in-state and out-of-state? For, as a storyteller and a filmmaker, what excites you there? Oh, gosh. Um, I think one of the best things for me being, you know, an Oklahoma native 
um, and in the film industry is that when I'm working with Oklahoma Native filmmakers as well, like directors and crew, um, the drive and passion and love that they have for each individual project that they create, um, that that's something that excites me a lot because I have passion for film. And when I see somebody else have that same passion, you know, it's, it's powerful. Um, but, you know, as a producer, I'll say, um, my hope for the industry in Oklahoma is that we keep that same momentum for years to come. I want to keep that passion alive. Um, and we see these Oklahoma filmmakers that have been making movies for years uh, before any incentives came about, um, you know, prioritizing those filmmakers and getting their projects up and running off of the, you know, you know, beginning um, is what makes me very excited. I, I, you know, I want to continue to work with Oklahoma filmmakers. And you said out of state too, right? Yes. Um, uh, yeah, I, you know, I'm working on something currently and I have the utmost respect for every single person that is on this crew. Um, they're very friendly um, and open to, you know, sharing their knowledge with me and um, others as well. I'm excited <laughs> to work with out of state um, filmmakers because I love being able to see their processes and learning from that to continue on with other projects here in Oklahoma. It's also giving our local crew the opportunity to work with some other incredible people as well. Right. It's going back to that, that really big knowledge share. We're, we're growing, you know, the knowledge organically uh, with what Mel's group doing at Green Pastures, um, but, but also really being able to learn from the, the cream of the crop who are coming in from out of state um, here as well and, and keeping that knowledge here, I think. Um, so, Wow. That is super exciting, and uh, we are about out of time. I did want to give everyone an opportunity to talk a little bit about where's the best place to keep up with all the awesome projects that everyone's working on. It sounds like everyone's got a lot of exciting things in front of them. Um, so we'll, we'll start with you, uh, Mel. Could you tell us a little bit about where listeners can keep up with you and the work, your work or the work that Green Pasture Studio is doing? Absolutely. Um, so we are on our website at greenpasturestudio.com. And then you can go to ofta.tv to see the schedules of classes and, and what classes you can do. This coming up weekend we have, so people start with their set ready, which is the basic classes, and then they go on to specialize. So this week we're doing um, DIT and uh, um, AD classes. So we have um, some folks coming in from Los Angeles to teach those classes this weekend. And then we start um, a pilot that we're doing for um, starting on Thursday. That we're producing ourselves, but that means our students get a chance, a practical chance on an actual pilot this time. Next time we, we will do a feature. And um, we actually have some interest in, you know, we're, fingers crossed we can get that one uh, in front of some networks and uh, maybe these folks will have a job for many many seasons to come um so you know go to our website and take a look all right well thanks for that mel uh teva how about you where can people keep up with you and the work you're doing over at the oklahoma film music office yeah absolutely and i just wanted to to um to, to mention one more really cool feature that i think will excite our listeners um is about the program is that it also includes um, a requirement for an apprentice program. And so we are holding the productions to it when they come and they're asking, you know, for, to, to, to um, utilize the program. We're asking, we're requiring them to train 
to help us train up and to employ Oklahomans in that in that um, role. So that's really exciting. I mean, a lot of our productions over the years have always had interns, but that maybe they're just getting school credit, which is cool too, but we're saying employ them. And so those all those details are on our website. We have an FAQ that we just put up yesterday because we were getting so many questions. Um, so definitely you can go to our website to learn more about the incentive. The statute is posted. Admin rules will be coming, like I said, after July 1. So go to okfilmmusic.org. Um, I also want to encourage people to, if you are crew or if you are just stepping into this industry and you've worked on anything, one thing, register in our production directory because that's where everybody goes to look for crew. Uh, I know the Tulsa Film Office and the Cherokee Nation Film Office also has really fantastic um, crew directories for their regions and jurisdictions. But at being the state film office, we've got everybody in, in, in that directory for crew and then also for vendors. There's also music talent and music businesses there on our website. So please, you know, make sure you're registered. Make sure you put your photo up there uh, instead of, you know, the thumbnail that we provide you um, so they can see your face and they can put your resume, keep your IMDb up to date, all those things. It's, it's all, all those things are really, really important. And then uh, the continuing education that you touched on and keeping everybody's tools sharp uh, I want to um, drive people to the educational resources. So again, you can find them under, under either the film tab or the music tab. We have built out and created and, and partnered with community uh, leaders statewide to build out a, um, a really robust new a set of, of workshops and tools. So just go in there and look. There's... I, there's just so many great resources. There's uh, Ofta has a podcast, which is a very like crew 101 you can learn about. Um, there's um, Maggie McClure and Music Searchlight has built out a lot of things with Castle Row. And um, there's just been so much new content. And honestly, a ton of that was was created because of during the pandemic when everybody had the ability to create. So please go there and visit. It's really great, um, great resources for you. And, um, and we'll see you out there. We'll see you on sets or in the office <laughs> out there around the state. Fantastic. Uh, Cassie, uh, you have a lot of very exciting upcoming projects, including Agnes, which, again, as we mentioned earlier, is debuting at the Tribeca Film Festival. Uh, where can people keep up with you and your work, as well as uh, any other upcoming announcements about Agnes? Well, like I said, you can go to the TribecaFilm.com slash at home, and you can buy some tickets to uh, watch that virtually. It's a virtual premiere. Um, and we just wrapped on Country Gold, and um, that was filmed in February, so hopefully we'll uh, be seeing that pretty soon. Um, and then Chicken House, we are filming uh, beginning June 14th and uh, probably wrap around June 28th. Um, and Out of Exile as well, um, you'll be seeing a lot from Out of Exile as well. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention uh, for Dead Center attendees this year, a great way to wind down the festival. Agnes is actually playing at Rodeo Cinema on Saturday, June 19th. So it's in person. So you will actually have to be in the theater. Uh, but if you want to get a, a really rare special screening, Agnes will play June 19th at Saturday, June 19th at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time at Rodeo Cinema. Uh, so if you are curious, you make sure to check it out. I can say there are fewer things that excite me more than watching a Mickey Reese movie at Rodeo Cinema. So it's the perfect Go venue Mickey. for it. <laughs> Go Mickey! <laughs> 
Oh, I love all of our Oklahoma filmmakers. You're right, Cass. They're just, they're so incredibly talented and they're doing some incredible work. I would be remiss if I didn't plug our series of panels that we've been producing and curating. Uh, My team has been producing um, over the past few weeks. Uh, They launch on Saturday, June 12th. And I think you just go to the, it's a Zoom series. And so there's some really cool surprises in there. So please uh, go check those out. There's one on, there's one called Show Business, the impact of um, th- that the industry has on local businesses, Breaking New Ground with Prairie Surf Media. Um, there's two volumes of Take 10, Oklahoma Film Education. And then the last one, set, Setting the Stage for the Future Growth and Development due to Senate Bill 608. So please go check those out. If you're just curious, you want to learn, keep learning. Um, those are some fantastic diff- different um, series that you can tune into through Dead Center. Yeah. Yeah. That is part uh, available to Dead Center pass holders. And I would say if you found any part of the conversation today interesting, uh, it sounds like those panels are really going to drill down and more to the different specific kind of areas of the, the industry that are being impacted. If I may, Caleb, just throw something out there. Uh, Amy, James, and myself have uh, are, are going to start uh, – well, I'm not sure when the exact we're working with the media uh, radio station to start a weekly radio show regard that will be about film in Oklahoma and, you know, have guests and, you know, um, way what's coming up, what you can do, all that kind of stuff. So we're very excited about that. So I'm sure that we'll be interviewing all of you at some point. And um, so watch for that. I can't tell you what station yet because we're still working <laughs> with the uh, uh, Tyler and all those. So keep your eyes out. We have great faces for radio. So as they say, so I'm going to be it's perfect for me. Well, fantastic. Uh, You know, it sounds like a lot of exciting things on the horizon. We are out of time today, uh, but I did just want to quickly uh, thank, uh, firstly, Dead Center for allowing us to come and have this conversation. You can uh, actually buy your passes over at deadcenterfilm.org, and that's going to include access to the panels that Tava mentioned, as well as a number of incredible films that can be done virtually, as well as some of those uh, in-person screenings like um, Agnes, that uh, Cassie, uh, film that Cassie was the production coordinator on. Tava, Mel... Uh, Cassie, thank you all so much for joining us today and for sharing your expertise. Absolutely. Thank you, Caleb. Thank, thank you, Caleb. Caleb. Happy Center. Happy Dead <laughs> Center, indeed. And viewers and listeners, thanks so much for joining us today. If you did enjoy today's conversation, again, I want to highly encourage you to follow the work uh, being done by each one of our guests, as well as uh, Dead Center's social media pages for f- further developments related to film and television here in Oklahoma. And for more thoughtful conversations that excite, inspire, and connect filmmakers and film enthusiasts, especially in the state of Oklahoma, you can subscribe to uh, the Cinematropolis podcast, the Cinematic Schematic via your preferred podcast app, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or you can go wherever your podcasts are found. We have uh, several uh, exclusive Dead Center interviews that you won't want to miss. You can only get on the Cinematic Schematic podcast. Thanks so much to everyone for tuning in, and we'll catch you again next time.